Hello, friends, um, listeners, Atlanta chefs, business owners, servers, bartenders, dishwashers, uh, managers, operators, sommeliers, baristas, hosts, expos, sous chefs, eaters, uh, line cooks, patrons, and people. Um, life is insane. And things move pretty fast on any given day. Um, and But we all know that this is quite different. Um, as I come to you from my uh, bedroom studio, um, you know, we're creatures of habit and our daily lives and routines have been completely turned upside down. And um, it's uncomfortable, it's unknown, it's unfamiliar, and um, it's damn hard and filled with hardship. And hardship uh, hardly captures um, what's going on right now. And um, it's hard to not feel heartbroken in, in a lot of ways. And, you know, the, the restaurants and coffee shops and businesses that you, I, we all love, um, you know, we all just want them to be there when all of this is over more than anything. <laughs> and, um, you know, the reason that I started this uh, in the in the first place was really to offer a place for obviously local businesses and restaurants and people to share their stories. And, um, you know, now this is a part of all of our story um, in one way or another, uh, much to many of our chagrin. But, um, you know, it's 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 funny, though, because, you know, distress and defeat, like they, they don't have to be the only overwhelming thing that's on our minds or that we feel. Um, you know, we're a resilient bunch and I, I have faith that we'll find our way through this. I really do. Um, but you know what? Along the way, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. And, you know, beyond just really asking for help, um, you know, just checking in on one another and seeing how things are going and wondering if there's something to share or a word of encouragement or... Um, something more. I have no idea. Um, but you know, I, I know that's what we have to offer is, is, um, is ourselves, our hearts, um, you know, friendship, companionship. Um, I think avoiding feeling lonesome or loneliness is, is probably one of the best, um, offenses that we really have right now. Um, but you know, I think lastly, I, um, yeah, I think like, you know, I, I've had this thought of like, you know, what, where does this leave, this whole thing. And, um, and honestly, I have no idea to be honest, but you know, I think, I think my main job is to do something and, um, and just continually lift those up who continually feed our city, um, both emotionally and, um, physically <laughs> in a really good way. Um, just to love on them, um, support their businesses as best we can. And oh my gosh, their staff and buy takeout, buy gift cards and so on. You know, I mean, that's, what's kind of the, um, it's, it's kind of the, uh, the, the pre-order that will save everybody in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's about perpetuating something that we, that we just have to, that we know that we really do. Um, so, you know, I, I just want to, I want to continually share people's stories and, and just of, of the now of this spectacular reality that we're all living with. And, um, but whatever that is, you know, and, um, I, I just, I, I want to try and share it as often as I can, if that's daily or weekly or whatever, um, get in touch, don't be a stranger. Um, you know, and I, um, I, I think there's, there's one thing that I wanted to share just briefly, um, last Wednesday was my son's fifth birthday. Um, the only fifth birthday that he'll ever have. And in the midst of all of this, um, he had a really good day. He really did. Um, 
more people than we can really count took their time to send videos and pictures and things just to say happy birthday to a little five-year-old kid and um really simple you know just text messages instagram you know email whatever you know or facetime you know whatever it was and it made him feel like a superstar and um it was so wonderful to see that in my son's eyes and you know for us as parents and um you know just for for someone that you know they'll maybe never even meet you know they made his day during um during some crazy stuff <laughs> that we'll have to tell him about you know a little bit more in depth one day but um i think that leaves me with so much hope because we can do that for one another and i want to leave you guys with saying don't let up don't let up. Let's keep this going. Let's keep talking to one another. Let's make it more available. Let's share resources. Let's share ideas. Let's share hope. Let's rally around one another, even if we have to do it from afar. Um, we're all figuring this crazy crap out together. And I, um, I don't want to slow down if I don't have to, and I don't feel like I have to. So, um, anyway, I love you. Thank you for listening. Get in touch. Um, I guess at one point, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just going to have to share my cell phone number with everybody, but don't, don't, don't feel like you're, you're, um, doing anything but helping, like, please share information, share your stories, uh, get in touch. And, um, and with that, stay safe, stay healthy. I love you. Go wash your hands. So with that message, everyone, um, I actually had a chance to catch up with Mr. Kevin Oots of the Spotted Trotter. Um, Kevin is um, is someone that I very, 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 very much love and respect, um, not only as a business owner, but also very lucky to call him one of my friends. And um, you know, he and I caught up this morning, and there's a lot in this conversation that lasts you know, somewhere around like 15 minutes um, that I'd highly recommend you guys just key in on. Uh, Kevin says some really good things here. And, you know, as we're all navigating all of this, um, you know, just I think the biggest thing that I want to latch on to and kind of preemptively share is, you know, we don't have to socially distance ourselves as much as we have to physically distance ourselves. We need to keep the social aspect alive and keep the conversation with one another going um, in whatever way it needs to be done. So um, here's a conversation that I had uh, with Kevin this morning right, um, and so hope you guys enjoy listening. Thought, so um, I, I think what I want to do is I'm trying to do this as, as consistently as possible. And I think the whole idea is really to um, do exactly what we're doing right now. Just, you know, I mean, as, as much as we can, like just stay connected and then just, um, from your perspective as a business owner in Atlanta, um, you know, just, uh, what, whatever's on your mind, you know, um, status of, of what, you know, is, is happening from your perspective, share knowledge or resources or encouragement, whatever that is. Um, and then I just have like one question for you at the end, um, which is just kind of like a fun throwaway, um, something that kind of keeps us all human, I suppose. So, um, so that's it. So. Okay. So cool? then I'll, I'll start and just say that with anything that happens this intensely, um, you go into that fight, flight or fight syndrome and that not really a syndrome, but that reaction as human beings, it, it really, um, it tells a lot about, uh, the tenacity of somebody. Um, we have to think quick and we have to act with intention. 
Mm-hmm. And I think overall what's occurred, you know, and I, I ultimately want to talk about the restaurants, the restaurants that are, you know, falling because of this um, horrible uh, virus and what's going on. But the most important thing I have to say is that you've got to re- realize and go back to where and who you are as a human being to say, you got to this place because you are who you are. You chose the restaurant industry, the most difficult business, I would say, in the world Mm. to get into and be successful at. So you've got it. You have what it takes to do this. You just have to go back and believe in yourself and you have to act quick or have to think quick, think about things quickly, act with intention. Obviously, you know, there is a, a certain state of survival that we all have to be in. And that's a place where, you know, do what you can. And I know that there are many places that are doing to go food and having some success with it. If there's another opportunity where you're buying wholesale food and just selling it out the back door for a margin, you have the ability to stay open. If there are certain restaurants that have been closed due in part to the, the, you know, the lockdown, but certain places are allowed to sell to go food, maybe you become a a wholesaler. Obviously I know that the meat shelves and the grocery stores are are drying up. the dairy shelves are drying up, so maybe that's an outlet. But we have to survive, and then we have to thrive on that survival. Um, and I, I have to say that you know those we could think about all the things that could go wrong and are going wrong, and 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 all the horrible things that could happen. But there's there's enough negativity out there. We have to think about the positive things. Think about the facts. Know the facts of what's going on. Don't act on the, the what could happen and what might happen and what could occur mm. and the horrible things that are going to be in the next six months. That's not going to do anything for anybody, most of all yourself. And so when we think about what we can do, act on what we know. And that's we have to we have to initiate social distancing. And I, I've I've worked with my buddy Tommy Breedlove about we need to, I think they came out of the box and coined that that phrase incorrectly. I don't think it's I think it's social connection and physical distancing. We as a human race need social connection now more than any point in time in our history of our country yeah. and the history of the world, in fact. Um, we need social connection. We need to be getting on Zoom calls with our friends and family. We need to be touching base with, with other restaurateurs. We need that social connection. We need to talk about what we're doing with our children, how we're getting exercise, how we're making sure that we, we keep the positive strains of our life exciting and we thrive on those things um and to me you know i know that the social connection you could be doing things that no one may ever ever thought of but unless we connect socially and we physically distance we're not going to get that information yeah the internet this is what the internet was made for guys this is how and why we came up with the internet for this exact reason it was invented because of in wartime how would we connect with one another well, we're at war. We're at war with the virus, and we have to get connected. And so my my biggest, I guess, outlay for what needs to happen with most of these restaurateurs is how can we get information to our, our local Congress? How can we talk to them about making sure that, that our insurance companies will cover us? How can we make sure? And, and you have to be educated. So spend more time understanding what the law is doing now and what it's going to do for us in effect in the future. But we have to act on, on the facts, on what we know, get away from the newscast, get away from the people, of course, stay informed. But to me, it's the most important thing you can do is connect with one another socially through text, email, Zoom, video calls, 
all the things that we have that we've invented over the last 60 years to connect, that's what we need to be doing. Yeah. You know, and, and a couple of things there, Kevin, you know, I think, um, I think that's, that's such a good word right now is that we really do need social connection, you know, even if it does mean physical distance. And I think that that's, that's the smartest thing that we can really practice right now because we do still know so little of how things are rapidly changing. And, um, but it doesn't have to slow down how much we're connecting with one another. And, you know, I think that's, I think that's, um, it's paramount right now, you know, for us to, to, to just institute the idea of checking in on one another. Um, I don't think I've FaceTimed, um, or done zoom calls more with my family and extended family, um, just to see each other's faces, even where we probably wouldn't have before. So, I mean, I, I think just, that humanizing feeling of knowing that like your kids are running around in the background and you just had breakfast and I'm still wearing my workout clothes right now. You know, it's like stuff is just crazy and trying to adapt to life as it is right now is difficult for everybody. But you know, we can all really share in that and not have it be an indictment on us as humans. You know, everybody's trying to scramble, but you know, the thing is we're still friends. We're still family. We're still, you know, loved ones near and far. And, um, so, I mean, I think that's an incredible encouragement. And then, you know, I think from, from my seat, you know, one of the things that I really want to try and, and share is exactly what you said is, you know, restaurant, restaurateur to restaurateur, chef to chef, you know, business owner to business owner, you guys talk. And, um, I, I want to share whatever that best practice is, whatever that information, if there's something that, you know, maybe employees don't know or people who are hourly and, you know, what, what, what are the things that they need right now? What are those resources? How do you act quick? Like, how do you kind of shore up details for the future right now? Um, you know, I mean, I, uh, I, you're, you're one of the smartest people I know. And when it comes to this kind of stuff, <laughs> um, I'm serious, you know, and, and I think that's why, like, there's several people that I would want to reach out to and like, you know, what would be the word that you would give to other people who, who might not be in a seat of really knowing what those action items are, what those steps are to take. And, um, I think that's really what I want to try and do is, is, is get as many people, um, pointed in the right direction, even if it's, you know, I'm, I, I can, I can kind of create the intermediary for a lot of people. And I think that's, that's hopefully what, you know, can kind of happen over time is, you know, you guys can share information with one another. Um, but just, you know, keep the outlet open. Um, so I, um, I I would say in, in, I don't want to cut you off, Ben, but I'll just say that there are, there is a litany of information out with regards to the hourly, rate and how that's going to be affected by what's what's going on um you know obviously having a, a wife who's an employment labor defense attorney she's dialed into that intently but mm. what i know and what i'm learning is that these people are not going to be left out in the lurch okay if they have a if there's an organization that has less than 500 employees there is money to be had for the hourly employee in their 40-day work week okay the most important thing like i said is to is to think quickly and act with intention. Mm. Chefs by nature, uh, my whole life, I've been this way. You go to bed late, you wake up late, you've got to switch and act with intention. So you have to think about the things that you're not good at, the things that you normally take, don't, are not doing. You have to read, read the fine print, go in, do a deep dive, make a schedule for your day, Guys, you got to be getting up early. You should be out exercising. You should make sure that you have 
three or four things that you accomplish on a daily basis to make sure that you are staying current and up to date with surviving. Hmm. And that is the most important thing. If it's three things, it could be talking to your friends on, on zoom. It can be making sure that you're looking into the department of labor, understanding what, what money is owed to you and how to apply for that money. It could be making sure that you're getting up and doing an hour walk, making sure that you actually are eating correctly and keeping yourself healthy. There are a number of things that you can do at a baseline. And the other part is habits. They create great intent for your day and it helps the day go by faster. Hmm. Okay. So if you're caught up in this swell of like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? How long are we going to be doing this? Focus on the task at hand and the day goes by like that. Hmm. You can sit around and go, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? I've watched my last Netflix show for the day. Create a schedule for yourself. Put the times down on what you're going to do on that daily basis and apply them to your life. You may not have been a good social person. You may not have been good with a schedule. There, this is an opportunity, guys. This is the first time in the history of our world that we've had to hit the pause button. Hmm. And it's not one country. It's the entire world. Yeah. So I don't care what, what religion, what agenda, what left or right you're on. Something somewhere is trying to tell us something. Yeah. That's for us to look at this as an opportunity to get good at the things that we've never been good at, to possibly connect better with our family, to work on a project that we may have never had the opportunity to do, to make our lives great. Hmm. You could sit in the corner and wallow and feel suffering and feel like everybody's against you, but you have to survive and thrive. Hmm. You have to. Yeah. It feels good to hear you say that. It really does. You know, I think that's um that's a very practical thing. You know, if uh, if 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 reeling from last week isn't enough, I mean, I think that's a good enough you know dose of reality to say like, hey, this might be your life for a lot longer than you'd truly like it to be. Um, so let's adapt. You know, make make your life be the offense against this, and like you're smart, you're resourceful. You know, work against this in a way that it can be to your benefit. And I think that schedule is a is a truly um you know, is, is a truly good word, Kevin. It really is. And, um, you know, I think, I think one of the other things as well, you know, you kind of, you mentioned this, it's just like eating well, you know, it's tough, you know I mean? We're all going to be stressed and we're all going to be freaking out and it's going to be easier to crack open a, a bag of potato chips if they're in your pantry rather yeah. than make yourself like some really good soup beans, you know, that are right. n- nutritious and wholesome and comforting. Um, so the last thing that I want to ask you, you know, is, um, I, I know, I know that one of the big things that's hard is, um, you know, with, with that, with that physical distancing, you know, you might be cooking for your family, but you're not cooking for people who really can, you know, be in that, in that seat in a restaurant or, um, you know, be, be in a place where you can actually cook for people in that same type of setting. So, you know, if, if you had the opportunity just for someone, you know, what would it be that you would cook for someone or anyone that, you know, would bring them that type of comfort and hope? Like, what would that, what would that meal, what would that dish be? So, I'm not sure how far this will get out on the on on the geography of the country, but what what we do know now in in the city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia is that it's been very wet, a little bit cold, very damp, foggy, misty. And what's one thing that we all seem to have a little bit more of these days is time, right? So we're all sitting around, kind of wondering, you know, thinking about things, trying to apply new tasks and skill sets. And I would say do a deep dive on a on a cooking preparation that takes time. And something that you can put a lot of heart and soul in and the, and the, the reward on that is, is very comforting. So the long, slow braising, helping to impart flavors and good salinity and good, good, good 
well-rounded body and a, and a flavor is, is something that, you know, braising the perfect short rib or braising a, a beautiful um, beef bourguignon is, is something that, you know, it, it, it's very fun to do and understanding the nuance of, of how to properly braise, but it takes time. You know, you got a minimum of two and a half, three, four hours sometimes. So those items are ready. And sometimes if you cook them low and slow enough, they can cook for eight hours. But hmm. for what we have now, which is a little bit of time, that would be a very, very fun thing to do. Um, you know, you got a, a, a litany of different vegetable prep that goes into that. So you involve the children, get the kids excited about that, express to them and show them how caramelizing the outside of a protein can help to the flavor and wonderful body of building fawn on the bottom of a pan. Mm. Um, and then deglazing with this, you know, a beautiful stock or liquid that you could very well have made yourself. Um, and you could take one specific cooking, uh, cooking method and, um, just do a deep dive on, on that every week, you know? Um, mm. but that would be a fun thing to do. Uh, <laughs> in, in my house, I don't think I've cooked this much in 10 years. Um, <laughs> I've done a, a long, slow braise on, on some short ribs. We did a big beef bourguignon. We did um, a beautiful bean dish with some uh, some of the beans that we carried as spotted trotter. But, you know, all that notwithstanding is that that those all do add comfort. You know, when you eat them, they are very, very comforting. Um, and they're, they're really good for your body. So I would say, in short, uh, do a braise. Yeah. Especially if you don't even know what a braise is until today. Now it's a good time to look it up and read about it because you might have heard there that word go. and, you know, <laughs> that's all you need. Um, um, ben, I, I want to just close out. I got two two very close people that to me work in the medical field and um, one is a surgeon up in Dawsonville and he we were communicating yesterday by way of text and I asked him what he thought of what's going on and he said, well, you know, it's getting very scary for them up there in Dawsonville and he works for the Piedmont Hospital Group and hmm. um, he said to me, the scariest thing about this is how contagious it is. So anybody who's listening to this, I want you to know that there are no steps you can take that are too careful. Okay. He said, even be wiping down with a Clorox wipe, your, your mail. Okay. And I was outside. We got, uh, items delivered from, from, uh, from Amazon, uh, fresh. And I'm out in the front porch with rubber gloves and Clorox wipes. I look, I felt like, you know, it was such an oddball thing to do, but there are no chances that you should be taking right now to look down on. Hmm. I'm a juvenile type one diabetic. I have a 15 month old baby at my house. This is nothing any of us have time for. So just go the distance, make sure you guys are keeping, keeping yourselves in, in your home until you have the opportunity and need the opportunity to go out and get, get uh, sundries and groceries. But the idea is that, that we really want to put an end to this thing. And the only way to do that currently is to keep, keep alone and keep mm. together um, and socially connect. And, you know, I wish everybody out there so much safety and health and well-being. And if I can serve you in any way, shape or form, please, you know, you can email me direct. My email address is Kevin at the spotted trotter.com. I'm happy to share with you anything I know, whatever we can do to help. We absolutely will. Awesome. Um, dude, it's so good to talk to you. It's even better to talk to you and see your face. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, great to see you, Ben. Yeah, man. Um, so let's just keep doing this, you know, as much as we okay. can. So you guys stay safe, hug that baby. Um, we'll do it. We'll talk to you soon. Take care of your family, yeah. Ben. We'll yeah, talk man. to you soon. You too. Thanks, Bye -bye. Kevin. So there you have it, folks. Um, 
you know, I, um, again, I think that's a very, very good word uh, for right now uh, for any of you guys who were just listening to Kevin. And if you don't know who Kevin is, it's not a big deal. Um, you know, if you've never been to the Spotted Trotter, it's an incredible, um, it's an incredible place. Uh, Kevin and his team, I mean, they're amazing um, charcuterie, uh, amazing meats and cheeses and pantry items, and they're open and you can pre-order right now, which is pretty crucial. I'm getting ready to do the same thing and um, get some pretty dope cheese to make pizza at home on Friday, um, which is what my kids like uh, every Friday. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think that goes without saying, please, like we've got to support one another. We've got to support each other's businesses in any way, shape or form that we can, but especially, just especially emotionally and, um, you know, and just socially guys, like we've got to stay connected. So if you listen to this and, you know, this is something that you have something to say, I don't care if it's three minutes or, you know, three hours, like get in touch, let me know I'm available. I'd love to do this again as often as possible. Shoot us an email or shoot me an email. It's atlfoodcast at gmail.com. You can find it on our website. You can write in that way. Shoot us a message on Instagram, Facebook, uh, get in touch with someone else who has my number, whatever. Um, But we need to do this more. And I want to make this as available as possible to the entire city of Atlanta, to every business out there in the restaurant industry, in the service industry. Um, So don't slow down. But again, Um, you guys have a great night, stay safe, take care of one another. And once again, wash your hands. Love you.